0: Again, it was. Wow. Wow. Exciting Bucks game. Brewers, unfortunately, the bats uh, that were at American Family Field have somewhat fallen silent. Not as silent, but uh, not banging away as loud as we had hoped going into that series down in Atlanta. Now they try to get healthy again and beat up on the Cincinnati Reds, this time at Great American Ballpark. Then you've got the eighty. 80- till one shot the 80 to one shot and for a minute there i thought uh i thought the uh, the horse that ben kenny chose which got off to a little bit of a start and and led for all the blink of an eye i thought oh my goodness ben kenny is going to uh, be able to pick the winner in this thing it just never came to fruition however uh we did get a chance to see uh before it was all said and done uh, hell of a horse race. And, uh, when it was all over with, rich strike, rich strike gets the win. And then it just kind of went on from there. Uh, tis the bomb, uh, which we were kind of going back and forth about ended up, uh, way down the board. Summer is tomorrow that got out to a start of, uh, a, like I said, a blink of an eye for just a second. The horse that Ben Kenny chose, uh, ended up coming in dead last. Yep. Uh my horse, Happy Jack, by the way, was not within the top five either. It was way down the list. But Rich who knew? Who knew Rich Strike would end up winning the damn thing winning the whole damn thing, Ben? Bill, I will say, uh
1: losing the money I put on that horse, Summer's Tomorrow, it was worth him being in first for a third of the race. You know? It was yeah. worth the sweat, but then dead last. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, I said on Friday, I'm I'm not the biggest derby fan. Because usually I feel like the guys that are the lowest odds, all the favorites are the ones that are there at the end.
0: I haven't seen something like that ever. Right? It was amazing. Amazing. It it just, it, I I mean, look, I know that uh, they're doing all the blood tests and they're making sure that Rich Strike, you know, is, is doing it all legal and such. Uh, But wow, what a race. What a race. And, when when it's funny because we were sitting there, we did the Kentucky uh, the the Kentucky Derby thing um, over the uh, over the weekend and and uh, I posted one picture. Uh, Kristen and I we we did dress up. We did get Derby fared so to speak. So uh, I posted a picture over on the Facebook fan page. Um, but we're sitting there watching because their uh, their can their their duck race, which was really cool by the way. For charity, Their duck race took place at 4.30. And then we had the rest of the afternoon to get ready and watch. We were sitting in uh, the bar watching uh, watching the beginning of the Kentucky Derby. And as Rich Strike was being walked to the starting gate, I had turned to, uh, there's a guy named Jim, uh, a, a longtime listener, and I, I've known Jim and his wife for a long time. Jim sitting next to me, I said, look at that, that horse is just amped up. Look at that! Because that horse was was bobbing its head and just all over the place. And at the end of the race, I mean, they. I kept wanting to say to the guy that was hanging onto the horse, "Let the horse go." Did you see the end of that when they were trying to get a hold of the horse of Rich Strike? Yeah, he was going crazy. Oh my God! He had the guy. Both horses were raising up, and he was going crazy. And I thought, what is the? Which led me, unfortunately, in the world of horse racing, and Bob Baffert just most recently being banned for this. it, It. it leads you to believe that there's the horse is on something. It's like, what is wrong with this horse? He's just he's just amped, man. It's like he's had ten Red Bulls. And so anyway, um he starts trying to, you know, eat at like the other horse. He's nipping at the horse, nipping at the horse's neck and but Rich Strike is all over the place. And I turned to my buddy Jim I said, Watch that horse win it. And I then we said, There's no way he's eighty to one. That ain't happening, you know. But he's probably too amped up and by the time they go to the starting gate and go, Bring, you're off. It's it's not going to happen. And then, sure enough, this was the sound of the Kentucky Derby as the horses rounded the last turn and down the stretch they come. In one minute, ten and foot seconds, and now Epicenter comes splitting horses and is moving up quickly as Crown Pride takes the lead around the far turn. It is Crown Pride battling with Messier. They're stride for stride. Epicenter and Zozo sit behind them. Cybernet swings up on the outside. Sandton gets the rail run, and they're into the stretch. it's Messier, Crown Pride. Believable. The one thing we didn't get there is the long time, and I think his name's Mike Battaglia. The long time announcer for the Kentucky Derby is when they round the uh, the last turn and he gets the traditional, and down the stretch they come. And we didn't get that uh via the television side of things. Uh however, Rich Strike, the second longest shot in history of the Kentucky Derby to win that race. Don Rail Won it back in 1913 at 91 to one. Amazing, an amazing, amazing race. So we saw that over the weekend, and the Bucks battled and fought and and did everything they could, and they got a win. They eked it out 103 101, uh, and that last second flurry off of the free throw line was. Uh, amazing and and Giannis doing the mean mug and pumped up. And they've now won two out of the last three against the Celtics. They've done it without Chris Middleton. Um, Can this team win again tonight? And dare I say, do they win it in five? Not bucks in six, but bucks in five. So all of that, Packers had a rookie minicamp over the weekend. And uh, just uh, it it was an exciting sports-filled weekend yesterday spent the day i didn't do a whole lot yet what'd you do yesterday ben i was a
1: little bit too hungover and i sat on my couch (laughs) i watched a lot of baseball had some golf on and then i went out we walked nine around five o'clock i love when it's summer and the sun sets at eight and you've done nothing during the day you're like yeah let's let's just go walk around for a couple
0: hours so that's what we did yeah yeah it was uh it was, a, it was a nice week. We ended up, uh, Kristen uh, had her kids, so we took her kids from Mother's Day uh, down to Chicago. I have never, now in Chicago, I've been to Chicago a lot. I have never done Navy Pier. I have never done Grant Park. I've never done the Bean. I've never done any, any of that stuff. And so we ended up going to Navy Pier, which Navy Pier is, it's the Ferris wheel. That's about it. There's not a whole lot there. So we parked at Navy Pier, and she wanted to start walking. I First of all, I didn't wear, like, walking shoes, so to speak. It wasn't like I was, you know, in bad shoes or anything, but, you know, jeans and stuff. And we started walking. So we walked from Navy Pier down to the fountain at Grand Park, up Michigan Avenue, where we finally ended up stopping and getting a place to um, grab grab some lunch. And then from there, shopping down Michigan Avenue and then walked back to Navy Pier we and, and you know you kind of do your steps on your you know your fitbit or whatever you know and by the time the day was all said and done i had walked 6.1 miles that's how far you know we kind of walked yesterday so but the, we had a great time uh, a lot of pictures and all that kind of stuff and you know it was her mother's day so she took the kids shopping at adidas and took the kids shopping at legoland and over at under Armour and under armor and and all that kind of stuff, so it, it was fun. We had, a, we had a good time yesterday. Didn't didn't watch a lot yesterday. Um, watched a little basketball last night when we got back about 6.30. Uh, but, man, oh, man, oh, man, what a weekend uh, of sports. And Saturday was fantastic. Saturday started at about noon, and I think by the time we got home, it was like 11.30, something like that. Watched the Bucks game, watched the Brewers game, watched the horse race and everything that went on, so... What a weekend of sports all jam-packed. So we got some stuff coming up today. Um, we're going to get Mo Eger from Cincinnati, our affiliate, uh, friendly, friendly affiliate down there at ESPN Radio. And we'll get his thoughts on... Uh, by the way, the Reds won two out of three over the weekend. you see that? Yeah. Break up the Reds. Uh, Holy crap. Don't let them get hot. Wow. So the Reds won two out of three over the weekend. So all of a sudden, uh, they feel like, you know, who knows? <laughs> Maybe they don't stink as bad. I guess might be for lack of a better term. Uh, The Brewers lost two out of three over the weekend. Brewers still in uh, first place in the National League Central, two and a half games up on St. Louis, sitting there at 19 and 10. But the Mets have taken over the top spot in uh, the uh, National League with 20 wins on the season. They are 20 and 10. Meanwhile, you've got the L.A. Dodgers that are 19 and 7 on the season. So uh, those three teams battling for the best record in the National League, and uh, really the best record overall, for that matter. And uh, so you got the Brewers taking on the Reds coming up tonight. The Reds win two over the weekend. They are now 5-23, and 23, still the worst team in all of Major League Baseball. They stink on ice, but we'll find out more about that whole situation coming up here in a little bit. Also, Bill Huber is going to join us. We're going to talk with him about uh, the Packers rookie minicamp. I think Mike Clemens is going to be joining us today, too. Mike's going to do some stuff with us. Also, Scott Grodzky, CBS 58, is going to be here. We'll talk with him about this Buck series and what's coming up tonight, what we should expect at the Fiserv Forum. Big crowd last uh, on Saturday down at the Fiserv. Oh, my goodness. They had a great crowd down in the Deer District. They're expecting another good crowd down there tonight, albeit it's going to be windy, really windy and wind coming off the lake it's drastically different out where i live versus near the lake yesterday it was uh it was about or on saturday it was 71 degrees at the house and when we went to the kentucky derby thing over in grafton it was a whopping 59 uh with some breeze coming off the lake little cool but it was perfect i mean it's really good weather just good to get out and enjoy yourself and uh, take some time outdoors 877 uh 1670 Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Yes, I did. Ben, you are correct. The Reds got two wins over the weekend. I neglected to mention that they were both against the Pirates. So, uh, the way it was best described, uh, as I was listening uh, on, well, it might have been last night, was the way the the it was like the Reds. The the way they were talking in Cincinnati. The Reds are a fourth grader playing high school and college teams for the most part. And then over the weekend, they finally faced another fourth grader. <laughs> they got a couple of wins. So, <laughs> so that's kind of the way it shook out. That's the way they're looking at it in Cincinnati. And I can't wait to get Mo Eger on uh, towards the end of the show today to talk a little bit about that. Um, Taylor wants to know how much uh, longer they're going to allow this physical play to go on before this series get, ends and uh, gets a little bit out of hand. Um, and then complicated fella says new morning show in lacrosse. What up with that? Uh, I, I just heard about it last night, as a matter of fact. I just heard about it last night. I get it. Uh, and then Douglas says, I hope that the horse tests clean. I hate it if the race uh, wasn't official. Uh, Bucks need to win tonight. Keep home court. Brewers need to play better. Um and had way too many errors over the weekend. That I agree with. They had a lot of their own uh, issues were self-induced, although yesterday they, they only couldn't muster hits, so yesterday was a tough day for them. 877-867-1670, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and uh, they've got the hard colas out now. Oh, my goodness. The classic cola, the cherry cola. They've got orange sodas as well. Citrus sodas, so all kinds of good stuff, and basically the best part about it is zero sugar, so you're not going to get all big and fat doing it. So check out our friends from Bud Light and the Bud Light hard sodas that are so good. They have the Bud Light seltzers as well. Good, good stuff from them. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back, start taking your phone calls, and a little bit more about this Buck series coming up tonight. I want to get into that discussion? Like I said, later on we're going to talk some Packers as well. Scott Grodsky from CBS is uh, fifty eight is going to join us today to talk more Bucks. We got all kinds of stuff coming up today, but that physical play down at the Five Forum on Saturday that warrants a little bit of discussion. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Play of basketball and it's gonna be a little bit more physical. If you're about that, you're about that. If you're not, you're gonna shy away from it. But uh, I thrive through physicality. Thoughts and prayers to the other side of that collision. Whoa, Again. whoa, whoa! whoa. Again, just
1: pointing with everybody. I live or die. He's made me who I am, just being aggressive, just playing with the edge.
0: Welcome back to the program. Ume Adoka and uh, okay, um I tell you what, man, uh, his team has got... Uh, his team is getting pounded on. It's a physical contest between both him or between both the Celtics and the Bucks, and uh, his team just foul after foul after physical play after physical play, complaining and whining to the officials, and just all the bitching and moaning that's going on. And it, this thing's just gotten extremely physical, extremely physical. Um, just uh, you know, he, he was saying that after the ball game that at times they were giving up at least two to three baskets just because they were complaining to the refs. And he said, you know, his team's got to quit crying about it. And you're not going to – Giannis has burgeoned into a true superstar. Now, whether it's just Giannis, Brooke, Brooke Lopez can be physical. Brooke Lopez, Lopez can play some physical basketball. Bobby Portis can play some – Bobby Portis doesn't take a whole lot of crap from anybody. Bobby Portis can play some physical basketball as well. But in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, it's been a really, really physical series between these two teams, which personally I love. I love. The uh, no calls on Giannis, you – the way I look at it is this. Giannis is tough to defend because he he likes to be what he calls get skinny. So if you're going to defend him, it's one thing if he runs you completely over. Squares up, shoulders, bang, right into your chest, down you go. Okay, that I understand. But if he's going to try to go around you and you don't have a foot in front of him, he's going to squirm around you and you're going to go down. And there's nothing that you can do about it. But the big Euros you know, again, we've seen this before. We saw it with LeBron. We saw it with Jordan. Certain players are are always going to get the benefit of the doubt unless it's completely and blatantly obvious. It's just what it is. So and also don't forget, there's there was a huge disparity in free throw attempts. Now part due in part because the Bucks were getting to the basket. They were dropping it down. But don't act like you're not getting to the free throw line. I think this is tonight if the Bucks get up. Look for this thing to get chippy. Look for this thing to get ch- if the Bucks get up, say the Bucks are up by 10. Look for this thing to start getting chippy, especially down the stretch. If the Bucks get a sizable lead down the stretch, look for it to get really chippy. That's when you might start seeing a couple of frustration shots start to come out. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Mike says, how much uh, do you think Skip Bayless's and Michael Wilbon's comments regarding no calls on Giannis, will it affect the refs going forward? I think so. I think so. I think in... in Maybe once you're you're not going to get a consistent dose of calls against Giannis, but I think there may be one, maybe two, that you know could uh, kind of throw the salvo over the bow, if you will. That Giannis is they're going to watch him a little more closely, but Skip Bayless, like who cares? I, I don't. I don't know a whole lot of officials that or umpires or what have you that hold skip bayless's commentary in high regard i don't know anybody that does every now and then skip will make a and you'll go okay there's some logic to that but a lot of the time skip bayless is the is the largest windbag on the face of the planet there are times you can look at stephen a smith and say that but stephen a smith for the most part he knows his stuff and he's on point and he's he'll lead his words. He'll come back and say I was wrong. Whereas Skip Bayless, he's just he he's just Skip. I he just go to a corner and, and pontificate to yourself. You know. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. One hit us up. So tonight, I think it becomes chippy if the Bucks have a big lead. If not it is going to be physical and tightly contested and possibly tightly called down the stretch. I don't want to say that officials are going to make the distinction of who wins and who loses, but uh, I, I want to see how the game's going to... You'll know early how this game's going to be officiated tonight. What, what credence you're going to put into certain calls. Maybe they're going to say, okay, we're going to tighten it up a little bit just so this thing doesn't get too far out of hand. I, I, personally, I love it. I love it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is Giannis talking about the officiating. Uh, how much does
1: it cost if I uh, <laughs> say something and comment about
0: the ref? Is it $20,000? It's, it's a lot of money. <laughs> so, I should I do it. I will do it. I save my money. i got to pay for diapers. How much is he going to going to what?
1: <laughs> he said, he's, "How much would it cost?" They said around yeah. 20,000. He said, around "All right. In. I'll save okay. my money. I got to pay for
0: diapers." Right. I, I in other words, he's not happy with it either. But that's the best. Is when neither side is happy with the officiating, that's when you're getting it right. Either one, they're letting you play and everybody's hacking the hell out of everybody, and you know it going in, or two, it's it's completely one-sided. Well, both sides are complaining. So you you can you can do one of two things if you're the officials, keep calling it the same, or you can tighten it up on both sides and say we're not going to allow this to get out of hand. So I'm going to be really interested in say the first five, maybe ten minutes of this game today, to see how tightly they're going to uh, they're going to call this thing. 1670 uh, here's the head coach of the Celtics talking about his team, whining, complaining, biachi about the officiating. Yeah, we we obviously pride ourselves on that end to keep playing through through things uh, like we did throughout the game. But, um, you know, at times uh, we gave up at least two or three baskets that I uh, noticed where we're complaining a little bit to the refs and they're getting out and getting threes. Conanton got one and Portis got one. So um, as much as they're going to let you play, um, we got to play through that and you know, have our composure and. If they're going to play, it, call it that way uh, consistently on both ends. Uh, we got to play through it and, you know, not bitch about calls and get back. That's it. That's it. Got a couple of threes because of it, and that's going to be probably his message tonight, guys. Don't get caught up in the officiating. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Move on. Um, great day says. Uh, I just wish we didn't have to hear about the the Boston fans base fan base. Whining about everything, whether it's the Red Sox, the Pirates, or Patriots, Celtics, their fan base always feels like the refs are out for them. Come on, though. Aren't we the same way? Up until the Bucs won a championship, didn't we feel that the officiating was against them? Didn't we feel that the NBA did not want Milwaukee to win a championship? Go back to 2001, 2002 when Scotty Williams got yanked off that plane and they ended up losing to the Philadelphia 76ers because they wanted to see Allen Iverson and the Sixers go against Kobe and Shaq. That's what we knew they wanted. We didn't think they ever wanted Milwaukee in this, so we always had that chip on our shoulder. We get it. We get it. But you're right. But every fan base whines and bitches and complains. Everybody feels the Packers get all the calls. All the time. Packers get all the calls. Just like when Brady got hit, Brady gets all the calls. Everybody knows when Peyton Manning played, Peyton Manning got all the calls, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're not complaining about, put it this way, Cowboys fans complain all the time about calls. Oh, my goodness. And if you weren't watching Twitter last night with Chris Paul falling out of that game, oh, my goodness. You want to talk about a fan base complaining and, and whining and bitching. There was a couple of calls that were legit. Especially late in the game when they ended up fouling them out. Those were legit. Maybe one or two of the calls early on might have been, eh, somewhat questionable. But some of them were ticky tack on Chris Paul, but they, they bounced him, bounced him out of that one. Luca took advantage. So you talk about fan bases complaining and whining and, and, uh, biatching about, about foul calls. And then the 76ers, Ben, with the beard gets a win. Who knew the beard would give him a win last night and actually step up and play decent basketball and act like he actually could shoot going back to the Houston rocket days of being able to shoot. I never thought I'd see that
1: in my, in my life watching him on the Sixers, honestly. and <laughs> Nobody throw, thought
0: that he had that lesson left, left in his game.
1: No, it, it came out of nowhere. He hasn't scored that many points in, in months, like five, six months, let alone right. in the playoffs. So I, it's Houston regular season Harden that showed up because Houston Playoff and hasn't really done the job. Right? Man. Yeah. But it was impressive. I mean, if he can bring something like that, that makes the East a little more interesting,
0: I think. Yes, it is. Yeah, if he can if he can bring that. And they had some peace players there last night, too. We'll get more into that when we come back. But Harden dropping 31, seven, and seven boards and nine assists. Who knew that he would do that kind of stuff from last night? Uh, and that, by the way, snapped his 13-game streak under 25 points, which was the second longest in his playoff career. So psh, who knew that he still had it left in him? Uh, 877-867-1670. Speaking of phone numbers, here's a phone number for you. 715-870-2119. That's our buddy from Dwayne's Cover It All. The best in Wisconsin at Canvas, upholstery, boat cover provider, kind of fixing up maybe your office furniture. If you got some gym equipment you need, re-leathered, things like that, you can do it. Get a hold of our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All. Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery boat cover provider. Maybe you're a business, you want to do the canvas upholstery out or the canvas cover out in front of your awning, out in front of your business. Bam! Get it done. 715 870 2119. 715 870 2119. Stay tuned. More on the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> What You got going on tonight. You gonna go watch a game somewhere? Gonna head out. Maybe you're heading downtown tonight. Uh, there is no better place to go watch the game, get food before and, and after, or for that matter, uh, catch a shuttle and head down to the uh, head down to the Fiser Forum. That our fr- uh, that's from our friends at Steny Second to National, Walker's Point. Tell them, tell them down there. We said hi, but uh, good people, good stuff. And uh, if you're gonna check out the game tonight, uh, they they get a really, really, really good Bucks crowd down there. Really good Bucks crowd down there. So uh, head down there tonight, maybe watch the game. And if not, if you got tickets, catch the catch the shuttles. Head over to uh, the surf Forum via Stennis. Let them do the driving. Now we don't have to worry about parking or anything like that. Good stuff down there. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, uh, by the way, and I have not mentioned it yet. Ben, now you watch some of this. But uh, the Formula One race over the weekend was an enormous hit. Did you see that they had Jordan and Brady and I think it was Beckham? I don't know who else was there. They were all taking pictures. It was like a who's who of uh, the sporting world and show business down there for the Formula One race over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I had it on, on and off. One thing I was amazed at is the same way that the Kentucky Derby announcer is very passionate and screaming throughout that whole right. thing, but that's two minutes. The Formula One guy was yelling at every single move, every maneuver for the entire two to three hours. I didn't really get how he <laughs> did that, but that's that's an Englishman. But I was impressed. I still don't know much about strategy or,
0: or really anything that goes into it, but it looked mm-hmm. cool. It was, what amazed me, and this is completely off the racing topic, did you see the boat display they had down there in the middle of the track? No. They had made, and I don't know how they did it, apparently they had taken these boats, these these massive yachts and cruisers, Uh, this one of the boat dealers down there did this, and they had bought the, the, uh, the advertising package to be able to do this. So they had put these boats in and had custom cut acrylic to make it look like water around these boats, these massive boats and made it look like a pond right in the middle of a parking lot. So the above shot, you were like looking around and uh, cause I know the area we've been there. Mike Clemens and I were there for the Super Bowl, and there's no water right there. But yet they made it look like these massive yachts, six, seven, eight of them, how many ever there were, were sitting in water. And so I went to the Miami Herald. I was reading a little bit about that. They had they had this acrylic that was cut around the boats to make it look like water for their boat display. I, I, I was just stunned. I've never seen anything like that. That's how much money they poured into advertising uh, for this Formula One race, because this was one, it was worldwide, uh, the broadcast itself. And, you know, the people overseas are looking at this. And they are, they are trying to, you know, do as much advertising for it here in the States as they can. But they put a ton of money into advertising for this thing. And the boats from the overhead shots were unbelievable. Because I'm thinking to myself, they have got – because at first I thought, wait a minute, they, they got a pond now? They, they built a pond in the middle of the parking lot of the Hard Rock Stadium? And no, they actually made it like two-foot acrylic. I can't imagine what it weighed. But these two-foot acrylic pieces that they all then shoved together around these boats to make it look like the boats were actually sitting in water. And they weren't. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, that's doing something right there. That's going all out. The the camera work
1: in races like that. Now, in NASCAR, I, it seems to be easier because mm-hmm. it's the same turns and the same structure. The camera work to, to catch the action there is crazy. Have you seen the video that, that broke social media yesterday? No. Of Martin Brundle, who is a Sky Sports guy, interviewing Paulo Banquero, who just uh, left Duke. He was at Duke last year, he, and he thought he was Patrick Mahomes.
0: No, I didn't see that.
1: Oh. Here's, I I have the audio from it. It was, I, as soon as this happened, people lost their minds because they had all the English TV people come over and do, like, a simul broadcast because no one here, you know, is, is an okay. F1 person. But, yeah, he, here it is.
0: This is crazy. I've never been to an F1 race. This is, this is spectacular. It's amazing to be allowed right in the middle of the competitors just before the race starts. Yeah, now nah, you can see they locked in. It reminds me of myself. Uh- The real focus. Okay. It's not Patrick. That's why he ignored me in the beginning. But what is your name, sir? Paulo Vankero. Right. Okay. Well, I thought I was talking to somebody else. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. Just a case of mistaken identity. Sorry about that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? We need
1: more Englishmen doing those live interviews in this country. Right? At least he admits it. He, at least he admits it. You oh, he know? walked away. He said, Wh- "Whatever." <laughs> uh, right?
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that's good stuff. Um, I have you ever seen? Well, a completely off topic, but they always do the man man on the corner interviews. Have you ever seen that one where the guy and he's always something crazy, and then he usually yells out something vulgar. Have you ever seen that? No, it's the same guy. He was he was in the Cincinnati area for a while, and then he started getting branching out into other areas. He was wherever there was crime or what have you. He it's like he shows up, and uh, he was at a, a a Halloween costume contest or something where something happened, and they said, "Sir, what did you notice when you were standing here when this whatever happened?" And he always in the minute he takes his mask off, it's like, "Oh my God!" So. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, that guy. Of course, uh, yeah. You know, puncher. Yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That guy. Uh, people always mistake him. It's like the, you know, the Joe on the street. You know, how you doing? You saw what happened. What happened? And he starts to talk about it. You know, well, right over there. And then he just looks right at the camera and then says it. And <laughs> you know, it's coming, man. Every time you see this guy pop up, you're like, oh, my God, he should be like on a most wanted poster for every sport or every news anchor or every news reporter that's out on the street. So if you see this guy coming, you never put him on because it's going to happen on live TV. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. But what a uh, tremendous event the uh, the F1 race was. Another thing that's coming up uh, this week is the schedule release for the NFL, that's another thing. Uh uh Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. They were dropping some uh, dropping some Monday nights tonight. So we're going to have that coming up this week as well. So we got a lot to look forward to. Bucks this week, Brewers this week, NFL schedule release this week. Um so we got a, we got a lot of good stuff happening. Uh Dan says, uh, I look forward to the Bucks getting a win tonight. I think it's going to be an even more physical game that the refs are going to have to take control of. Boston feels that they were beat up. They're going to come back and try to take the first punch. You got to see the refs involved early to settle this thing down, or it could get really ugly by the end of the night. Which, Dan, I that I agree with. That I 100% agree with. Uh, this is Mark. Mark, by the way, Mark listening to us in uh, WKTY in lacrosse. And uh, Mark says, uh, sorry to see your buddy Dave go. Love the morning show this morning, a lot of entertainment. What do you think is going to happen with the Bucks if they decide to take the physicality to Boston tonight? Does Giannis get a couple of early fouls, and does that change the game? Depends on what he does. I, I, I get the sense, first of all, just because Boston's complaining about it and the Bucks are complaining about it, I don't think anything changes. Uh, it's going to be either called tight, or it's going to be just let them play, but I think it'll be called relatively fair. And it's it's never going to be fair in the sense that you're going to feel good about it coming out of it because you're always going to complain about something. They're too big, they're too strong, they're too fast. It just happens. Okay, you got three human beings on the court. We can see it in in real time, and as far as uh, you know the videos go, so we know that it's it's going to be different. But I think the only way the officials become a part of this game is if the game begins to get out of hand. I just don't – and, I, again, I would look more so for this thing to to be officiated differently maybe down the stretch. If the Bucs have – if either team, for that matter, but if the Bucs have a larger lead and the Celtics are really feeling it as if, oh, my goodness, this thing's slipping away and we're getting blown out or what have you – you may see some some physicality dirty play, we'll say. And I'm not saying that the Celtics are a dirty team. I'm just saying they feel that they've been slighted. They feel they've been beat up. They've done nothing but bitch and complain about every call that hasn't gone against them or hasn't gone in their favor, I should say. Um, they've they, they just whined about it. And if they feel that they're being disrespected and they have nothing left to lose, they may take some shots. A lot of teams will do that. There's frustration. Look, they're human beings. It is what it is. Stay tuned. 877 867 1670. 867 1670. Hit us up a lot more. The Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you. Hey, if you are looking for something spectacular to do coming up, get yourself some additional playoff tickets to go see our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Big weekend as well for the Milwaukee Admirals. We failed to mention. Shame on me. Two wins. Three to two on Friday night. Two to one on Saturday night. They are up two games to none on the Manitoba Moose. How about that? Loving it. Admirals get a couple of wins over the weekend. They're sitting pretty. they got a game coming up 7 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday night. They are in Winnipeg to take on the Moose. Another one coming up on Friday night, same time. And if necessary, another one coming up on, uh, on uh, Sunday as well. That would be a 2 o'clock Central Time start all in Winnipeg. And then after that, they will then roll on. Good stuff for our friends at Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And uh, glad they got a couple of wins over the weekend you know uh what else we failed to mention and and shame on me for not mentioning it uh in the game the other day uh the bucks game ben did you see who got some minutes and got a little bit of uh key defensive play no i might have missed it it george hill right he was he was only in a few minutes I mean, it wasn't like he was in you know for 30 minutes but he got one shot but he took a couple of offensive fouls, which was fantastic. And he was one of the guys, one of the coaches on the floor. I've said this before. He was one of the coaches on the floor when the the last couple of minutes and then on that last defensive stand was made. He's just he's that guy. So good for him for coming back eleven minutes eleven eleven minutes total off the bench. And uh, like I said, he had one one shot, one assist, took a couple of offensive fouls, and uh, he was on the floor to defend that last possession. As the Celtics had, you know, kind of hoped to tie it up. But no, nah, it's good to see George Hill come back. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, Now you wonder how he felt on Sunday. And you wonder how many minutes they're going to kind of restrict him to coming up tonight if indeed they need him. But it was good to see George Hill back on the floor. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. I want to hear from you. If you uh, got some comments coming up tonight uh, about the contest between uh, the Bucks and the Celtics, good stuff. Uh, I want to also get it on. If you think it's going to be a more, more physical game or do the officials play a bigger role in this and start calling it really, really tight? What is going to be the tendency tonight between these two teams and then throw the officiating into the mix? Also, uh, Scott Grodsky. CBS 58 going to join us after the top of the hour. Going to talk some more about this contest between the Bucks and the Celtics as well. Don't forget, we got some more Brewers talk coming up. Going to talk with Mo Egger from ESPN Radio in Cincinnati. Going to find out the skinny on the Cincinnati Reds as they get a couple of wins over the weekend. But they did it over a, a, a terrible Pittsburgh Pirates team. Those two teams fighting to uh, you know kind of stay out of the basement of the National League Central right now. Although the Reds just own it. They're just a bad baseball team. Uh, this is from Mark, who says, I think the Bucks get a win tonight. They hold home court advantage, and then they head back to Beantown. Meanwhile, the Brewers get healthy again in Cincinnati as the wind blowing out of Great America. I, that I don't know. Great America, they're going to be warm down there, though. I know that. They're talking about the possibility. Like, today, I think it's upper 70s, low 80s. Uh, but I know during the week, they're going to hit the 90s this week. So when you start to get warm in that river valley down there, ball starts to fly. You may see... Another onslaught of home runs like you did at American Family Field down at Great American Ballpark. You can only hope, right? But here's the other thing, and and, and this one's from what Lucy says. Lucy says, uh, it was great to see the Brewers get some wins and get off to a fast start after stumbling a little bit out of the blocks, but are they only going to beat up on bad teams? The Atlanta Braves, we know they are a good team and had some revenge factor from last year, but did not make the Brewers' weekend. Lucy, appreciate the email. I kind of get what you're saying, though. Uh, the Brewers had a revenge factor going in from last year and what happened down in Atlanta. And uh, they they didn't hit the ball nearly as well. It wasn't, it wasn't the home run onslaught that you had kind of hoped for. You were hoping that the Brewers were just going to keep on plowing through. First of all, to put up those kind of numbers and to expect that would be ridiculous. Because the Brewers were just drilling the baseball against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's pitching is terrible. And by the way, Malley, did you see Malley through again for Cincinnati? And he ended up throwing like 101 pitches in four and two thirds innings. Again, same thing he did here: can't pitch where the damn can't throw the ball for a strike. But the Brewers, when you talk about their weekend scores and what they were able to accomplish, Friday night not a bad night. When they got the win, you take it. You know, for what they did, they get they pounded out six runs on 11 hits. You're thinking this is great. Eric Lauer got another win. Hater gets another save. We're mowing right along. You knew at some point things were going to slow down. At some point. And then the Braves got the best of them. They were only able to muster seven hits, and a couple of them situational. They played it a couple of runs, but for the most part. Uh, And then Corbin Burns, poor Corbin Burns, didn't get the run support. Him and Woodruff have been on and off when it comes to run support throughout the season. But Urias continues to stay hot. Holy mackerel, since he's come back. He was, again, two for four on Saturday. He's hitting uh, up over three fifty three as it is, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's they didn't pound out the hits the way they were certainly here at home. That's for damn sure. But the way I look at it too, Christian Yelich, he's again one for four. He continues to stay hot. He continues to hit the b- baseball. His slugging percentage is up to four forty nine. His average is over two fifty now. His on base percentage still th- sitting just under three fifty. I mean, Yelich has really started to come on. So, knock on wood, as we do right now, just to say that he can conti- – because if he stays hot and they continue to play g- good baseball and in, in, in that top of the lineup, they continue to stay hot. Got to be happy with that. Colton Wong even got a base knock. Colton Wong was batting at the bottom of the lineup on Saturday. Colton Wong getting that base knock as well. 877-867-1670. 877 uh, Corbin Burns starts this season – The Brewers are 2-4, and and yet he's got a 186 ERA. It's amazing. Just the victim of a lack of run support. Last year was pretty much uh, Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff wasn't getting any support at all. And uh, now this year, Corbin Burns is that guy. Uh, By the way, Adrian Wojnarski just a little while ago uh, said that uh, the rumors are that Nikolai Jokic, has been uh, voted the NBA's most valuable player. His raw stats were even better this year from last year. Averaged a career high of 27.1 points per game, 13.8 boards per game. Also averaged 7.9 assists per game. That was good for eighth in the league. Uh, he became the first player in NBA history with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. And the Denver Center did it all. Did it all. So he. it looks like he is going to be a back-to-back winner of the NBA's MVP award. So there you go. It's not going to be Giannis. Maybe Giannis carries that as a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder throughout the remainder of the series with the Celtics. There you go. 877 867 867 1670, uh, good article by Adam McAlvey talking about the need of run support for Corbin Burns. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. But we're going to talk some more Bucks basketball when we come back. Scott Grodsky, CBS 58, he's going to be joining us. Stay tuned for all of that. Our friends at Quick Trip want to remind you, they have the Jack Lynx car they're giving away. And if you are uh, looking for a new vehicle, this might be a way to get it, a Camaro. SS, Chevy Camaro SS with a Quick Trip uh, 250 Pepsi Pit Stop presented by Jack Links. Now, you purchase any participating Pepsi, Rockstar, or Jack Links product with their Quick Trip uh, Rewards app, and you're going to earn automatic entry. It's that simple. That simple. Who couldn't use a brand-new car, right? You got the uh, Quick Trip 250 taking place with NASCAR. They're going to come rolling, roaring, roaring into Road America around the uh, four-mile road course. Cannot wait for that weekend. Cannot wait. All kinds of other prizes they're giving away, too. Stop in the Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. You're good to go. Scott Gronsky, CBS 58, going to join us. Coming up next on The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.